0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This This is is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go!
1: How long has Nathaniel Hackett got?
2: um uh, that's a question for mark rogers right now i mean but maddie that's above our pay grade we'll have to ask russell wilson's agent that um i mean in hmm. first game as a head coach he's a rookie head coach right i thought i thought his um game plan was pretty rust friendly a good use of his skill set yes. let everything flow through what Russ does i thought that was pretty smart and then he clearly isolated um you know some of seattle's inherent like structural the structural defensive flaws, you know, and weaknesses. So I mean, good on him. Um, I I thought with the bigger gains though, that was more Russ creating out of structure. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, I don't know. I mean, the tape will tell, like, did he scheme anything? But then again, can you really scheme anything downfield that's just Russ trying to make things happen? Um, so I don't know, but as far as managing the clock there at the end and what they're doing at the timeouts and, only had 64 yards I mean it was a 64 yarder I don't know man I don't know how that will go over internally um if I was Denver I would hope well the guys just let's not overreact let's just you know keep our heads cool and then you know get on to the next week it's week one you know um yeah so beyond that I I don't even know what to process
1: yeah I don't get like so just to outline for everyone you've all watched it but the situation 1-11 one eleven in the one eleven, sorry, in the fourth quarter, third and fourteen. Uh Wilson gets them into four and five. And you're thinking, well, they they they're gonna go for this and they're gonna take a timeout. They let the clock drain all the way down and then take a timeout with like one second left. Um <laughs> and it, get, it brings up 20 seconds on the clock. I was actually worried that Pete Carroll hadn't taken timeout time out because I was like, well, this is going to be the game let's take a timeout, Pete, get the defense up to speed, you know, make sure you've got the right play in, seen their look initially and get everything right so no one messes up. Also, give the guys a breather because it seemed like half the defense was cramping out there. But like, they, they go and kick a field goal and the analytics say that that actually may have been advantageous. Edward of ESPN says that Denver had a a thirty percent win probability attempting the sixty-four yard field goal attempt, but only a twenty-nine percent chance of winning by going for it on the the fourth and five. That to me seems very strange, given that McManus has missed his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven attempts previous of sixty-two yards and greater, and it's on the road in Seattle with smoky skies and all of that good stuff. So real ballsy of him to take it away from Russell Wilson with his blockbuster deal, all of that stuff. And it was not an isolated incident. The time management throughout the game was was questionable. Like, R- Russell was struggling with it. Um, they had end of half, the end of the first half, they drained the clock so much that they ended up with a field goal. But I thought if they'd handled that better... They, you know, could have taken a out, had a bit more time to think about things, had a better pacing, mixed in the run game a bit more. It was, it was wild what happened there. I do agree, Griff, with what you were saying about um, I thought Hackett's designs and his game plan and his blending of heavy personnel stuff and 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 all that goodness. That was nice. It seemed to be a nice mix of what he wants along with Russell Wilson. We'll see if that lasts, especially now with the narrative. But
2: yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, this is like, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I don't know how the Broncos game plan, the way exactly that it was, how that that's something that can sustain because like they were not touching gun. Like you can't not run an actual drop back offense. Mm.
1: And it was very on segmented. First and 10. Right? Like,
2: like they didn't, yeah. And like they didn't get into any of it till it was like second and 15 because they had all those penalties. But like you got to run some of it on first. And, like, I don't know. You can't survive that way. It's not tenable especially at the rate they were passing within that. Um, also, where was the tempo? Yeah.
1: Ty, the... what, mm-hmm. what did you see on the, the two uh, two goal line fumbles from Denver? Because to me, that was, again, time ticking down.
3: Yeah. I think Russ is at least partly at fault for both of those fumbles because you know clock's running down he's clapping his hands it's a little chaotic there uh the handoffs weren't very clean especially on the uh the one that al woods blew up um they were just so out of sync uh at the goal line i think they ran what was it 12 plays in the red zone and they didn't score a single touchdown um like that's yeah. unacceptable and that falls on the quarterback that ultimately falls on the quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, you know, what we've seen at times in Seattle with Russ. The the clock management, I mean, he has all the talent in the world, but the clock management can be putrid at times. And it was tonight. Uh, and I thought that was a, a real big reason that uh, the Broncos ended up losing this game was just Russ not really being aware of what the clock is. Also, you know, right before they, uh, they end up kicking the field goal, you know, they have the fourth and five and they're just letting the clock run down and then they just call timeout like it's just that's unacceptable that's unacceptable for um an 11-year quarterback who's supposed to be one of the best in the game like you just can't have that you can't have that in those moments and of course you know it's week one and all that but it's not a good start it's not a good start for us and and the broncos and um, you know, it's just, you know, we saw a couple of new things, a couple of cool things out of Russ, uh, tonight, but overall the, some of the same issues that we had seen plague plague him in Seattle were prevalent once again in this game. And so it's yeah. just, it, it, you, you have to wonder if that's just not something that's ever going to, to go away. And I'm talking about more of the mental stuff rather than, you know, some of the physical limitations that he has, some of the schematic mm. limitations that he has, but s- some of the mental stuff like that's. That's a big part of it. Like the clock management, that has to get better. You're this deep into your career, and the clock management is still a a major issue for you in your game. It lost in that game,
1: and maybe we'll, we can deal with the the other issues in Russ's game when we talk about the Seahawks defense. But we don't have to bother with Russell Wilson anymore because the Seahawks have a quarterback of their own, Griffin. Some people were slightly higher on a certain Gino Smith than others. Do do you know anyone who was perhaps keen on Gino Smith, a bit more optimistic about Geno Smith? This is your victory Uh,
2: laugh, Griff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's so cool about this is he's playing exactly how he played in preseason and exactly how he played in the Jags game. And again, if you isolate what they gave him, in the saints and and um, and um, Steelers game. I mean, the process was always sound. The accuracy was always there and we're just seeing more of it. Surrounded by, you know, a um, now a, a offense and installed offense that is built around everything that he does. So, and it just flows through that he flows through it. It's, you know, it's complimentary going both directions. So, It's just it's everything that we're seeing because you can extract what quarterbacks are doing what any given player is doing and you can try to make you know projections forward into into um you know like you you're making projections you're you're, you're taking what you're seeing and you're applying it to what you think they're going to do um schematically and thinking about all the guys fitting around him and everything's translating so I mean, is he going to go 23 for 28 next week? You know, for for eight yards per attempt. I don't know, but I think the process will remain rock solid and they're going to get more going with DK and Tyler. They were going up against a really talented secondary. Um, um, so it's, uh, it, it was really cool to see. Um, I, uh, I know I've, I've got my, uh, my special way on, um, on social media and everything but i went into this game honestly completely like confident that gino was going to be functional i didn't know what the stat line was going to be um i thought they would connect downfield a little bit more but i thought he was going to play play
1: defense being similar you know to right he's facing seattle and carol himself referred to that
2: sure sure yeah that's a good point so i mean he was he was dealing and then he made some big time throws on third down i mean yeah straight up
1: he made enough of them right like there was some Scary third downs, like third and long situations where you're like, Ugh. but you know, it, 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 the first half was fantastic. Like 23 of 28, he finished seven yards uh, per attempt, um, and, uh, per completion, sorry, uh, and two touchdowns.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: And we'd need to watch the tape, of course. The fabled all 22, but um, we'll have a show for you guys out um, Friday where we've reviewed the tape and then previewed. The next game against the 49ers. But the second half, based off the broadcast copy, as we have to do, did Gino regress in your eyes, Griffin, or was it a case of uh, other factors at play?
2: Um. <laughs> can you repeat the question please
1: you're too busy on the timeline yeah. which is absolutely incredible Me, never richard sherman Doug I, Baldwin. I heard the
2: first half and then my brain lost it all, I was...
1: all these well it's too it's a bad question it's too convoluted did gino regress or what in the second half in or the second were, half right or were no, there well, other problems happening or was it a bit of both
2: i i don't think we can really say one there wasn't really enough snaps but then mm. with what seemed to be in his control he didn't do anything egregiously bad on the, the pocket play action sack, that concept. And we talked about this before we recorded that concept, those concepts, again, we didn't know the exact route pattern downfield. They usually require the ball coming out like uh, right at the bottom of your drop. And if you're not, then you're hitting an outlet. It's like a one, two read thing. You're not really stepping up in the pocket, going through a progression. That's not what that play is. And that happens so quick too if he did step up, it wasn't for the sake of the concept. It was to go take off and go run around and do something like the play was dead at that point. Um, on the other one, yeah, he could have stepped up, but then the guard was getting pushed back. Um, but I I mean, silver lining, he's trying to give whatever the play called his life. He knows the pocket is crumbling a little bit and he's trying to execute the play. So maybe the tape will show he missed the guy that was open. Maybe the tape showed he should have transitioned to the check down sooner. I don't know. I, you can't say but he still made some throws in the second half um you know so uh' we'll, we'll see there the big um, thing
1: for me in the second half was i don't know where the run game went now run game wise again i be interested in watching the <laughs> tape back but felt like they're getting blown off the football um a bit and and struggling d- despite what we saw in the preseason where against like these kind of too high shell defense looks. The Seahawks had actually been able to run the ball very effectively, even when they're playing, uh, you know, bunny ears first string uh, kind of defense of the preseason, they were able to uh, move the ball. This game, you know, they, the stat line, they they finish at four yards to carry 19 carries for 76 yards. I just don't know why they didn't run it more. Now, part of that is the Penny's 26 uh, yard run um, along his longest run came, which kind of skews the numbers there because he was 12 for 60. But, um, I'm not sure why, he, especially in the second half, felt like, you know, the. for uh, well, we I want to talk about the positives of the first half offense, but um, the formation diversity, they sort of went really into the pistol looks and they stopped using uh, under center wide zone and mid zone. I was like, well, this is going to be the drive where they do that. Well, this is going to be the drive where they do, and they just didn't go back to it. And that was unusual. Um, and then there was the drive before like sort of the end of game moment where. I was very, very surprised that um, they, they sort of went into the show. It went really conservative and scared, uh, like the, the screen sequence and very weird. But um, yeah. I again, I don't think you can place that on Gina. it did you see similar stuff to us? Or?
3: Yeah. Um, and also, I, I, I think it was really, you know, when they had that big run with Penny and it got called back for the holding, I think it was Abraham Lucas who got tabbed for that. Um, that was pretty much it. They pretty much abandoned the run from that point forward and yeah I, I thought that that last drive uh like the last real drive that they had uh where they had an opportunity to put the game away or at least keep the ball out of, out of russell's uh, russ's hands for the most part i thought the play su- sequencing there was uh not great um should have gotten the ball in, in rashad penny's hands at least once uh, in that situation. Ah, uh, they were running the ball uh, pretty efficiently. I, I, uh, Maddie, I think you have the the numbers there. What what was their uh, yards per carry tonight?
1: Well, I've well, just mentioned it. I don't know if you cut out oh, four yards, at four, yeah. But yeah, to repeat, nineteen carries for seventy six yards at four yards per carry. But that is skewed by Rashad Penny's twenty six yards uh, mm-hmm. rush in the first half. So, yeah, slightly slightly. I actually think we'll go back and look the, look at the tape, and maybe the run looks won't have been as invite, inviting. But it seems impossible that you know they weren't able to take downfield shots because they were staying over the top of stuff in shell defense and simultaneously they weren't able to run the football well against the kind of inviting boxes that you want and moving forward they they will definitely that'll be a point of emphasis for this offense um yeah i i I, let's talk about
3: quickly can we talk Hmm. about the thing some of the things that we saw in this game from this offense talking pistol full house i'm talking qb power a successful qb power yeah.
1: like, tight, ends. tight ends combining for a lot of yards <laughs> two touchdowns and a lot of yards um yeah no offense being the tight end with the least receiving yards what what's going insane.
3: on here insane yeah. first career touchdown for colby parkinson colby p getting yeah. some action tonight like the tower
2: Col- Col- Colby looked long and, and smooth out there. I don't know if he looked fast, but he looked long and smooth and that can combine for enough, you know, to be productive. Uh, Yeah, it's cool that they're running straight QB sweep QB power with Geno Smith on a money down. Done? I mean, he's got wheels. He's 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 a skilled runner too. He doesn't, you know, have doesn't have the shape like the you know, the raw talent there that a lot other guys have, but he's still working with enough. You know, he's like a uh, He's like Jake Cutler, athletic, but a little, but a little bit more meat on him, you know. Um, so he's got a little more power, and then he was, he was taking hits too. Mm. And I don't want him doing that season long, all season long. But this was Monday Night Football, baby. So you
1: that you, run, you gotta, well, uh, he was fired up. He, tonight. he got eight yards, I think, to bring up, and it was mm. oh no, it was more than that. But he ran for, I think it was. Hold on, I think it was his well, fourteen-yard scamper which brought up third and two, yeah. Yeah. and that was super impressive because he just like ran into. He didn't slide. He I took was a like, shot okay, off the slide's of the head coming, too. the slide's coming, and it didn't come. Um, yeah, he talk... took a, talk... a shot off
3: of the head right there on that play yeah, too, which was. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I do wonder about that. I mean, I hope hopefully he's okay, but I do wonder. Like he kind of. He, I mean, he was going through it the whole game, like uh, in terms of like his his poise and his balance. He seemed very very excited, and I was like, "Well, let's calm down here." But it was no bad decision. Um, the the thing we've we've had a comment from uh, Chris Adams. Thank you for your comment. And Chris says, "My only thing on Gino was his pocket feel. While it's not fair to expect a player out that long to have spidey senses, it did feel like he didn't feel a lot of the pressures in the second half." And Chris, I would somewhat agree with you, but I'd also say like he took two sacks, right? Now, the first one, he did he did cough it up, and um, Charles Cross was luckily on hand to, to make the play on mm-hmm. the ball. The second one, he secured the football from his blind side, so I think he felt it at the right moment. I'd also say, and, and Griffin, you alluded to this, but if you're going to slide up, as Aikman pointed out, Gino wanted to hit an out route to his right. Um, and it was off play action. If he slides up and then tries to hit the out route, the angle is far more acute. It's more likely to get picked off. You can't really do it. The launch point's wrong. So that's probably why he didn't do that. And I think in the first half, the best bits of Gino were all kind of pocket presence, moving up, looking absolutely you know, phenomenal. Griffin?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought he looked great in the pocket in the first half. I, I think those second ones, when your tackle gets beat that that bad i mean that those were some rough reps for for cross so yeah i mean yeah. it's the the timing of the play requires more time from the tackle there so i don't know i, I want to see what the routes were looking like downfield maybe but, gino could have
1: to me it comes ahead. down to they'd already hit like some big third third and pass you know they've hit some of those yeah. you can only hit so many the key is stay out of those situations and unfortunately, they, they weren't able to enough in the second half. And again, it to me, it comes back to where did the sort of running like element, that counter strike go? They sort of and and from under center looks a lot of pistol. But yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I thought uh, he played off script uh, pretty well, uh, especially in the in the first half. Um, it was it was that's nice to see because it's like, all right, the, the timing's good. We know that that you know gino's going to be able to stay in the system and it kind of seems like a a couple folks in the comments are are saying maybe that he was a little stoic in the pocket tonight uh i saw someone uh i actually i think it was hustle Chilson, uh that said that he he looks like a statue at times and i mean he kind of does but he uh he showed some good movement getting out of the pocket tonight uh making plays on the move um I mean, the, you know, the touchdown to Will Disley, of course. Um, you know, he, he steps up into the pocket, seems like he might be uh, taking off and then kind of throws it last second there before he crosses the line of scrimmage. Um, just, just stuff like that, that was huge. Um, there was that one play where he uh, he threw it across his body to Disley and uh, he got a PI, I think, or holding. Um, but Rashad Penny, I, I obviously we got to see the All-22. We got to see what the tape says, but like, it seemed like Rashad Penny had no one in front of him. I kind of wish that he targeted Penny on that throw instead of Disley, because like I think that's a touchdown, just going off of what I saw on 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 on, on the on the TV, of course. Don't know yeah. if there was anyone there, um, but yeah, that that would have been huge. But other than that, I thought he played great tonight. Like especially that first half, that was perfect. I mean, yeah,
1: because like, because then it's like second half. The first drive of the game is that. The first drive of the second half, sorry, is that. Um, little smoke route to uh, Metcalf versus off coverage that he fumbles and it's like well that felt like it could have been a drive and then it wasn't I I really felt the you know the execution and the play calling overall just dwindled Um, and you have to give credit I think Denver's defense probably made some adjustments and and just played better Um, they they did
2: start to play some more man in the second Mm -hmm. half